Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage technology advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms tell people after they've seen 50 episodes of extremely helpful content. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. And at this point, we've had between 50 and 100 laughs, if my calculations are correct. Oh my goodness. Now, we got to start today by telling you guys about this very strange thing that happened. I don't know if you saw this, Noah, but uh, I was actually, admittedly briefly, on Good Morning America today. I did see the, uh, the tweet that you made about it. Yeah, that was something. That, that was something. Um, I'm going to see if I can find that clip here. Uh, we can maybe play that. And then we'll, of course, have to add the audio in, but don't worry about that. Um, Yeah, so uh, Good Morning America did a piece on Right to Repair uh, and Apple's new program. And so I got an email last night that they uh, wanted permission to use clips from the videos that Sam and I made. Um, Now... They gave Sam from iUpdate the, the credit in the video. So I was just kind of in there. I think I had four words, something like that. But, you know, that's all you need. Let me go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll, share, I'll share my screen here and we'll, we'll play you guys a clip here. Now, wait a minute. Hang on. I think I got to make sure. I always forget this. I always forget to share my audio. Mm-hmm. But now I've got it. Okay, we're good. To look at Apple finally giving you the chance to repair your own iPhone and other Apple products, but just because you can doesn't mean you want to. Becky Worley says it may still be a job for the experts. Good morning, Becky. Good morning, Janae. It's called the right to repair, meaning if you bought a product, you should be able to repair it yourself. At one time, though, Apple voided your warranty for any repairs that weren't done through them. But just a few weeks ago, that changed. Still, is repairing your own iPhone a good idea? Cracked screen. Worn out battery. Traditionally, you take your device to an Apple store for a fix because the alternatives, third-party or do-it-yourself repairs, could void your warranty. But a movement to allow consumers the right to repair their own devices forced Apple's hand. And now you can buy replacement parts and even rent the tools needed, all with Apple's blessing. Tech site Mac Rumors asked their videographer, Dan Barbera, a self-described normal person, not typically handy, to try. So now that you have repaired an iPhone, are you an expert? No. <laughs> um, I, I, I think I could do it maybe a little bit faster this time, but uh, I would not say I'm an expert at all. What did you repair? So we decided to replace the battery. You buy Apple-branded replacement parts. They're available for the iPhone 12, 13, and SE models. But... How hard was it to make this repair and how long did it take you? It's it's hard. It took me multiple days. Now I wasn't working like day in or hour by hour and day in, day out, but like 
you know, over the course of a couple of work days. And Dan's not alone. This tech blogger tried and succeeded to replace a cracked screen. But I probably have to get like a second therapist after what I've gone through. I don't know about I'm, you. I'm up to three or four. You're up to three or four. Okay. That was my line. Work, repairing your own device is not a huge cost yep. savings. In fact, if you need to rent the tools, it can cost more. For example, an iPhone 12 owner without Apple Care would pay $69 to have Apple replace the battery. But tools and a new battery to do it yourself cost $96. For a cracked screen, doing it yourself costs $6 more than having Apple do it. But if you mess it up, the whole phone is dead to you. Now, I spoke with Apple about these kits and read the paper that they published on the topic. Here's the deal. For trained pros and committed do-it-yourself people, Apple says they've made the parts and tools available. But they reiterate over and over they would much rather have you take your devices to a certified Apple repair service or an Apple store to make sure the repairs are done correctly and that you don't end up doing more damage to your device. Look at that. Honestly, the way that that clip ended is is basically confirmation of what I had in my video, which is that they did this because they're like, fine, fine, whatever, do it. But it's gonna cost you $6 extra, and we really, really don't want you to do it. Like, they designed it to be as impractical as, pop as possible. And that's what happens. That, I bet you Apple saw that review and they were like, oh my God, this is huge because they got coverage as, you know, we're giving the right to repair people what they want. And then they come off as saying, as being like, yeah, what the right to repair people want is stupid. So you should just bring it to us instead. And that's, and that's how it comes off. Cause that's what the normal, the layperson sees Apple right to repair and sees, well, why would I do that? Luke's, Luke needs three or four therapists to recover from that. I can just save $6 and go to the Apple store. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, this definitely, that is definitely the coverage uh, that Apple wants of like, you know, they're doing what they have to do. Um, but, you know, just because you have the option doesn't mean that you should take it. And they're basically saying that you shouldn't take the option. And, uh, and yeah, that's exactly what you said. That's what Apple, uh, what Apple wants. And I really love how they put your clip in there with just like the, the funny like facial expressions and then talking about like how many therapists you need. And that was it. It wasn't even like the repair, like you doing the repair process or anything. It was just like that clip. That was just pretty funny. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I would probably have advised using a slightly different, perhaps a more informative clip from our videos that would have been nice um i get that you know these are these are short uh morning show segments right so uh, they they have to be quick and and i get that i i would hope you know maybe someday they'll do like a 60 minutes piece and just talk all about blah 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 blah, blah talking about right to repair and 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 spend some good time on it so you know i don't fault them they had two minutes sam and i each made a 15 minute video so they're not going to get everything but i do think it's a little bit unfortunate um i, I guess i just would have liked to see a little bit more substance in terms of like why is this bad why does it have to be like that because they obviously showed at the end there they said what it costs more to do it yourself so why would you do that but they didn't say, you know, why did they make it like that? Because if you take your iPhone, like uh, the screen replacement, that's what Sam and I did. And we discovered that it was something like $8 more expensive 
to, to do it yourself. And if you think about that for like four tenths of a second, you realize that that is really dumb because when you take your iPhone to an Apple store to get it repaired, you're not just paying for the screen, you're paying for the labor. And so if you do it yourself, what you're effectively doing is paying Apple for the labor, but then you're doing the labor. What? Like, it's kind of weird, right? And I get, you know, the tools that you can rent for 50 bucks is actually a pretty good deal. I mean, it's 75 pounds of Pelican cases. It costs them way more than $50 just to ship it to you. So they're absolutely not, you know, profiting off of exorbitant tool rentals. But the part, there is no way, dude, there is no freaking way an iPhone screen costs Apple $200. It just doesn't. Yeah, they definitely could. I guess, you know, if you think about it like that, you know, maybe they're losing some on the tool rental and they're getting, you know, a lot more on the parts. Maybe if you, you know, get both from them, it, it levels out. And I guess they want to charge more on the parts because everyone can use the parts, you know, whether you use Apple's tools or you use iFixit or someone else's tools. You know, they, they want to, if they're going to make more money somewhere, they probably want to do it on the parts rather than on the tools. And yeah, you know, you could talk about they could have done a better job instead of shipping you 75 pounds of Pelican cases. Could they have, you know, sent you, uh, you know, smaller tools, um, you know, different versions of the tools that are better for uh, for end users for being shipped around stuff like that? Could they have done more? Yeah, they could have done more. Um, like you said, they didn't want to. And same thing, you know, with the morning show. Yeah, they could have gone into a bit more, even another sentence or two at the end. Um you know, because like you said, you know, they say, you know, this is, it costs more to do it yourself than to have Apple do it. Maybe a sentence or two in there about, you know, that seems kind of silly. Um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's something strange going on there. Maybe Apple is, you know, just doing the bare minimum. A little bit more to, to call Apple out on this or to, to explain that a bit would have been good. But, you know, they're reporting on the news. I don't think they said anything incorrect. And, and you know, at the end of the day, that's, uh, you know, Cool to cool to see your face on there. Yeah, definitely cool. I don't know how many people watch Good Morning America, but I think it's in the millions. So that's kind of neat. Um, yeah. I do want to also address here. Michael mentioned if you mess up, there's no recourse either, and that was one of the points that they that talked about on that segment, which is you know you break the phone, too bad. But I think both Apple and the segment kind of missed one detail which is that the right to repair movement, like we're talking about this in terms of new devices, but right to repair is much more focused on older devices that Apple would consider to be end of life. So like if I have a brand new phone and it's under warranty, frankly, I don't want to fix it myself because I expect that the warranty will guarantee me a functioning phone. So um, obviously in the case of a screen replacement, that's, you know, whoops, broke my screen, that's on me, I'm gonna have to pay. But for a battery replacement, if, if I'm talking about a, a year old phone that's under warranty, 
I expect to pay $0 and not have to do the work on that because the manufacturer really does need to, to cover that. That's the whole point. So right to repair isn't necessarily like, oh, is your brand new phone not working right? You can fix it yourself. It's more about three, four years into your iPhone purchase. If it's so prohibitively expensive to have Apple fix the phone, you should be able to just do it yourself. And as of right now, self-service repair doesn't really give you that option. Now, I suppose it remains to be seen how long it will be out there for. Because if Apple keeps those parts going, I mean, right now they have iPhone 12 series is where they started. So if they keep supplying iPhone 12 series parts for five years, then it starts to become like, a okay, maybe it's not about being the most cost effective, but if you're keeping used devices out in the public and safely recycling the parts that the, the defective parts that are being replaced, then that I could see that as, as being a valuable service. That's a good point because Apple, you know, when they announced the program, the self-service repair program, they mentioned, you know, they were starting with, I guess what they have now, the 13, the 12 and the SE. And they said they were going to add more in the future. And then the question is, are they going to go back? Oh no. Oh my God, dude, we're down three already. <sighs> I think, I think this one behind me is going to fall, but I still think that the two fresh tape ones are going to be okay. You really bungled it by putting the two fresh tape ones as far off screen as possible so that yeah. no one can see them. Yeah, I, I thought maybe I'd have time to do more of them, but it's just a time-consuming oh, process. Man. We're already um, halfway through the panels. Yeah, not super great. But, uh, yeah, so I guess you know the question is, is Apple going to go back and backfill parts? Uh, are we going to see iPhone 11 series parts? 10s and 10 series parts i have it my old iphone 10 is sitting in my room right now and not that i plan on using it in the future but if i were to i know that it needs a new battery so you know are they going to backfill like that if not there it is oh my god <laughs> well if not <laughs> yeah um we're already it, down to only the new tape yeah let's uh Oh, there we go. Yeah, just scoot over. That way it's more prominent. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, this is so good. There we go. Look at that. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Noah Rubin. Ladies and gentlemen, he's he's innovative. He's a real techno-savvy teen. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I'll try and fix this a little bit better. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, if, if they're not going to backfill the parts, it's going to take some time. Um, before we get to the point that you're talking about, you know, a couple years from now, iPhone 12, iPhone 13 will be older. If the parts are around and you can keep, uh, you know, keep using the phone, even if, you know, the Genius Bar stops supporting it, I don't know exactly when that time works, you know, that could be a good option. And it would be really cool to see uh, when it comes, or I guess if it comes for like Macs and iPads and, and other 
uh, products because that would be I don't think we're ever going to see parts for like the unibody MacBook Pros not that we need to mm-hmm. because you can find them on eBay but stuff like that that would also be interesting so we'll, I'm curious to see where it goes from there and what products uh, get supported on there yeah I, I would be surprised if they go backwards I think they're just going to go forwards um, unfortunately uh, I, I will say though I really want to see what they do for Mac repairs mm-hmm. because they said they were going to do that. And I'm pretty sure it's only going to be Apple Silicon, which means I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make a sacrifice, which Apple Silicon Mac am I going to open up? Uh, one thing I noticed Noah is there were no logic boards. So, the repairs you can only do like screen battery i think they had speakers cameras stuff like that but not not a logic board and i think that's because when they do swap a logic board the the apple store runs system configurator 2 we talked about this when we had the ongoing mac studio saga where they have the tools they have well specifically the software to literally rewrite your serial number onto a new board and i think that there is a pretty much zero chance that they're going to make that available to consumers which means i'm fairly certain that will not be an option on the mac but i do want to see the tools that they supply for the mac because I mean, it stands to reason they'll do a battery replacement. Um, and there's all sorts of creative ways that people get batteries out of MacBooks. But I want to see, like, the insane contraption that Apple's going to send you to to repair, to repair your Apple Silicon MacBook Pro. Because that ought to be something to behold. Yeah, I mean, if it's 75 pounds of tools for an iPhone, you can only imagine what it'll be for a Mac. Oh God! I don't know if I want to think about that. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, they're gonna ship you. It's gonna come with a forklift driver. Mm-hmm. You have to be yeah. forklift certified. <laughs> they're gonna bring a giant pallet full of full of tools, and they're gonna they're gonna drive it to your house with a forklift, or maybe even just a whole like van with a mobile workstation in it. That would be cool. That would be cool. That'd be fun. Because then you get to hang out with Dave, the van driver, while you repair your MacBook. So you make a friend and you repair your device. That's awesome. It's true. You just got to look out for uh, potholes. Well, ostensibly, you don't have to drive while you're doing the repair. Well, no, no. If, If they drive, if the van drives into a pothole while you're doing the repair and your hand slips, you could... You know, short circuit right. the board. You could puncture My... the battery. We don't know. <laughs> but why would you drive when doing the repair? Where would you be going to pick up They're, food? It's going to the next. It's it's going to the next place, and then they drop you off and pick up the next person, and then that person gets to do the repair. It's there's a lot of people. But they need drop to use this you service. off. They drop you off at the next person's house. Yeah, because there's so many like so many people need to use this service, right? There's only one Dave. They got to keep it moving. That's just part of the, you know, you got to lug around 75 pounds of Pelican cases. Okay. You get dropped off at someone else's house. Okay. You got to make sacrifices for self-service. 
You know, you you bring up a fair point, and if that takes you to Anchorage, then so be it. Yeah, I mean, you just you just gotta hope that whoever ordered the truck next is not too far from you. Hopefully, they're your neighbor because that would cut down on time. Or no, then that would just mean that you have mere moments to do the repair because then the neighbor gets picked up and they drive to Anchorage. Exactly. So you got You need that balance mm. where you have enough time to do the repair, but not too much time that you end up, you know, completely far away. Because then you gotta, you know, you gotta go all the way back. Now, here's an interesting. Uh, in, in in if Dave's time is that valuable, you could offset that, as this commenter suggests, by sending them a hostage. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Interesting. So then, then Dave has company, and that can sort of be a, a deposit while you carry out the repair, and then the hostage gets released, the tools go back, and 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 Dave moves on to the next victim. I mean, next customer. You know, that makes... I mean, there is a $1,200 hold on your credit card when you borrow the tools. That's, That's a, a hostage form situation. Of, exactly. So that only stands to reason, you know, you step that up a level. So I think that I think that makes sense. I think we've figured it out. But you know what else we should figure out? What's that? A good transition to talk about the dark mode giveaway. Mm-hmm. I think that think that'll work. That was just Oh my god, we did it. Yeah. We figured it out. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Teamwork makes the dream work. Huh. So here's the deal, folks. It's been fifty episodes. And you guys have tuned in for every single one of them. I know that because if you didn't, then that would mean that you're stinky. And I know that you guys aren't stinky, so that means that you watched all 50 episodes of Dark Mode. Mm-hmm. It's not cyclical logic. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. And so, to give back, Noah and I came up with just like a little idea for like a fun, a fun little giveaway contest that we'll hold over the next week or so to give you guys a chance to, uh, to get a little memento of these past 50 episodes I'm talking, of course, about the wall panels. No, would you like to hold one up for demonstration purposes? Wow. Look at it. Oh, very nice. Fully, we got the QVC demonstration here. These wall panels are made out of 100% plastic and are <laughs> fe- and feature a textured pattern. High-quality, right. made-in... Probably China, but that's good because these things will last a lifetime. And then some because they will not decompose. (laughs) The plastic will survive for a thousand years, cursing our planet with its existence until humanity's demise in the face of global warming. Get yours today. Wow, I'm sold. I am too. I think that's honestly, you know, what more do you need? Now, to give back to you guys, Noah and I have decided that we are going to hold a little giveaway because one or both of us, we've, we've got at least one extra wall panel. So what we are going to do is we are going to sign that bad boy 
and we are going to send it to one of you guys, one of you watching here tonight, or one of the people that listens to this, or one of the people that watches this on YouTube a little bit later. So let me go ahead and get our Google form up here on the screen because we have created just a wee bit of a form. Now, Noah, uh, it's come to my attention that where is this going to go to my email? Like, how am I going to check in on this form? I made this very haphazardly. It'll it'll go into the. Don't worry, we'll be able to, we'll be able to both check the results in Google Forms. Great, that's all I needed to know. Yeah. Here we go. Ba boom! We got ourselves a URL. Wow. Now, for those of you who are listening, uh, I'm gonna have to read that out, <laughs> aren't oh, I? No. So. <laughs> okay, I think it's it's a very weird URL. I think. You'd be better off if you're planning to tweet it or maybe if we could put it in the description of the episode. I mean, you could read it out if you want to. It's a little, it's a little. I'm going to read it out. Go for it. So here's, if you're listening and you're, you're, you're driving right now and you're like, ah, beans, I can't, I, I just, I need this to be read out loud to me. I got you covered. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash forms dot GLE forward slash capital P lowercase T lowercase I capital E capital Z lowercase J capital P capital H lowercase Y five lowercase A lowercase B capital S capital N lowercase I nine capital A that's HTT no I'm just I'm just kidding <laughs> no, I'm not no, gonna no. do it again <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, so that is where you will find our handy-dandy Google form. Now, once you click on said link or once you've dictated it with um, your scribe or court stenographer or whoever took down that URL, you will find a very simple, very simple form. All you got to do is put in your email address so we can reach you, your name or your screen name as it appears on YouTube so I can recognize you and we can shout you out if you are the chosen winner. Uh-oh. Uh, I've put email here twice. <laughs> it's it's on there twice. So I'm going to just go ahead and I think that worked. I deleted one of them. Is that going to make a new link? That's my question now. I think I don't think it will. Uh-oh, it did. No, it's got to... I'm sure the old link still works. It's got to... Should we work. find out? I think we should find out. It worked! Ha-ha! Okay. okay. Crisis averted. So, there will... It, no longer will it have... No longer will it have the email form put in there twice. This is professionally done. So, all you got to do is put in your email, put in your name as it appears on YouTube, uh, just to make it easier... And then we've left a little comment box, and what you can do there is 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 write to us why you think you should win the wall panel, what you're gonna do with the wall panel. Hopefully, it's nothing too weird, because uh, I don't know if I'm mentally prepared for that. But there we go. That's we're gonna try that. We're gonna see if how that works, and then we will pick a winner on next week's show. Yeah, that's. Uh... 
Very exciting. And there were some questions in the comments. Are we shipping internationally or only within the U.S.? Oh, God. Um, I think we're going to have to just do within the U.S., unfortunately, because international shipping is unbelievable. Like, it, it'll probably cost us several hundred dollars to ship out one plastic wall panel. Really? Yeah. It's oh, bad. Man. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to do U.S. only for this one. Um, I don't really know if there's a way that we're going to be able to find that out. We'll probably, we'll pick the winner and we'll, we'll like email them beforehand. So we'll, we'll know who the winner is and then we'll announce it on the show. There we go. That's how we'll do it. Yeah, that's a good idea, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. This is, it's a, it's a big, a big, uh, item and it's also very thin and like, kind of bendy so you have to protect it like i would imagine that shipping this is going to be a little bit weird and then especially internationally yeah. might be a bit tricky but we'll we'll see we'll see uh we'll see what happens here i don't know what our demographics look like yeah i have no idea either um i do know that at least one person has offered up a hostage hmm. so that could be fun it's a, a solid offer. I've never had a hostage before. Me neither. Oh, I could also put the link in the chat. Maybe that would help. Yeah. Let me go ahead and, and pop that in there. All right. There we go. Look at that. Beautiful. The, the dark mode giveaway entry form. Nice. I am very, I'm very glad that you put uh that you put a comment box on this because it's always interesting to see what happens when you give random people on the internet uh, a free form text field yeah we've already actually got 13 entries into wow. the giveaway um i can go through some of these responses and we can we can actually read some of them out on uh next week's show but we can start out with oh wow there's a lot of we're getting a lot of responses. Nice. Someone someone said dark mode centennial giveaway. Um, don't think they know what a centennial is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not well, quite, it's fine. Not quite there. Here's, here's a fun one. I dance in honor of your exhaustive love of Apple products. Be safe, you two. Wow. Hey, That's Noah. Yeah. What if we're like super dangerous? Oh, oh yeah, just in spite of whoever commented yeah. that. Oh yeah. I'm trying to find I have like an electrical outlet. Do I have a fork? <laughs> I don't have a fork. Oh look at this. An I could break this glass and then threaten to stab myself with it. Mm. See, look, I have all of my Android figurines in front of me, and they all have oh, these very no. small parts that I could swallow. Oh, you could choke and die so easily. Look at this little coffee cup. Oh, my God. You could be dead in a mere matter of moments. Yeah. Someone, someone said, I will attach the wall panel to my wall, parentheses, but not too securely. Now that 
is the kind of thinking I like. That's right. That's the, the dark mode way. Here's someone. I'm going to put it above my head while I sleep with not enough tape. And, I, and if it falls on my head, then so be it. You know, that could be a good alarm system. If you could time it to hit your head when you need to wake up, that could be an interesting way to, to start your day. Dark Mode is the best podcast in this universe. Just in Just this one? this universe? Yeah. I mean, All right, they're not winning. We're the best in any universe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. Someone said, I offered you my prized Luke Miani waifu body pillow. Oh, I don't know if I want that. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, I really don't like that. So far, um, we have 26 entries into the wall panel giveaway. It's getting competitive. A lot of great responses here. Uh, so far, three people have chosen not to leave a comment, so they suck. Mm, it's a shame. Boo. Everyone boo the people that didn't leave a comment for us to enjoy. Yes, we love comments. Someone, wow, someone someone here is a little sassy even. I bought, wait, hang on a second. Oh no, it keeps scrolling. We keep getting new ones and then it scrolls and then I lose my place. Oh, that's annoying. Oh man, oh well, I'll find it. It was a good one, but it's gone. Can't believe this. Well, we tried our best. I don't know why I'm saying this as though, like, it's it's all, like, ruined. There's still plenty of time. Don't worry about it. You guys have a week to enter. You can really come up with your your best comment. Uh, I can't remember if... It's not going to accept multiple responses. Okay, good. No. It, it won't let people just spam it. Hooray! Yay! That's, this that's has good. been well thought out. Yes, and uh, and also people are asking if the wall panel will be uh, autographed. Yeah, we we will uh, we will autograph the wall panel. Oh yeah, I thought we mentioned that. Yeah, we're I'm gonna not, sign it. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was, but yes, we will we will sign the wall panel, and uh, and ship it out. It might take a little while to ship because either I'm gonna have to sign the wall panel when I go to visit Noah at some point late in June, or one of us will sign it and then mail it to the other one who will then mail it to the winner. But yeah, don't worry. We'll, it'll, we'll get it done. It might take a little while just to figure it all out. But one of you lucky viewers will be going home today, except that you're already home and it won't be today, with a signed dark mode wall panel. Yay! Sound effect of clapping and applause, but we didn't set up our soundboard yet so it's just me doing it true yeah we need to we need to do that that'll be you know we've this is 50 episodes maybe we'll 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 take it up another step and we'll get the soundboard set up for the next 50 oh yeah definitely definitely we'll see maybe even uh maybe even once we've now that we're established professionals 
We might even get some some sponsors in here that'll allow us to really up our production quality. We'll see. It's all on the table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. What was this? Oh, I got a Google alert um, that I was on Good Morning America. So, thank you. But I already knew that. Yeah. Very nice. Now, I want to tell you guys, this is going to be a comp- this is a completely separate topic. We talked about right to repair. We talked about our giveaway. I want to talk about the crazy week that I had that that started after almost immediately after last week's episode. Now, we've talked about cars on the show before, so you guys are probably aware that that uh I'm a car guy. I would even say that cars, you know, as a passion are right up there with with computers and technology but it's just it it just so happens that computers and technology is where i make my living and noah also happens to be in that case because we're besties and so here he is that's right but so i've had this little this little idea for a really long time that i just i really wanted to get into um just owning a performance oriented car but i i wanted to do something that was like relatively affordable i've been saving up for a number of years you know putting money aside and then i was like someday i'm going to buy a second car that is you know to work on to go do driving events in and stuff like that and about 2 weeks ago i finally did it. I found a a 2008 Porsche Cayman S. I I I bought it all cash. I had it shipped over here. I was so excited and a week ago, right after we said goodbye to you guys last week, I drove over a couple miles to go pick up my new to me 2008 Porsche Cayman that I paid just $22,000 for. Uh, which is not a lot for a used car, especially a Porsche. However, it ended up actually uh, sucking. Hmm. It was bad. It was not good at all. Um, uh, yeah. So I and and I did everything right. You know, I picked out the Porsche Cayman because, as two-seater coupe performance cars go, Porsches are known for being quite reliable. And if you are into cars here, you're probably going to say, oh, but what about the IMS bearing? Or what about bore scoring? Because those are the two issues that happen on those cars. And I, I'd say to that, no, no, no. I had the car inspected. And they specifically checked and said, nope, it is all clear. No IMS bearing issues, no bore scoring. They checked the whole car and they said, you know what? This is a pretty tidy little car. Now, it did have 120,000 miles, which is a lot, but on a fairly reliable car that's 14 years old, I figure, you know what? That's not insane. $22,000 is not a ton of money for a, a a pretty decently quick sports car. So I bought it and I picked it up and I drove it home and I made it about five miles, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause for my five miles of Porsche ownership. Let's go. And then yeah, what happened? So 
no, how much did I tell you? I can't remember how how privy you are to all the details. You didn't. I, I all I knew was that you were going to pick it up, and then you told me a couple days ago that they had to take it back because there were problems with it. I know very little about what actually happened. Gotcha. Well, I guess you sort of spoiled the surprise, which is that I'm no longer, uh, or at least in a day or two when it gets shipped back and I get my money back, I'm no longer a Porsche owner, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, basically, I was driving it back from the meetup point, which was just like, you know, a big old parking lot, whatever. Um, And... It seemed fine to me. I mean, it's a 14-year-old car. It's going to be a little bit worn. I was okay with that because, quite frankly, it was cheap uh, for a car like that. And so I was like, all right, you know what? This is pretty good. It's It's got, like, it had, like, the sport package. It had the Bose sound system. I was like, you know, it's a little rough around the edges. I, I was going to have it wrapped. You know, I, I have, you know, I was going to change out the steering wheel wrap the interior trim i had all this stuff planned and i was on my way home like oh yes i am ready to own this car and then all of a sudden all the coolant fell out of it oh yeah oh um and so there was like a big old poof of steam which smelled sweet which is how i knew it was coolant because coolant has a sweet smell and I was a couple miles from home at that point, and it goes, uh-oh, coolant. Your coolant level is low. And I was like, uh, I sure hope not, because coolant is supposed to last about 150,000 miles. It's not like gas where it just runs out. Uh-huh. So I get back, and it's dripping on the floor. And I was like, oh, no, this is terrible. Because, no, if you run a car without coolant, you will destroy the engine. It would be I'd like imagine. taking the fans out of your MacBook. Yeah, I'd imagine it would get get pretty hot in there. Ugh. And and uh, in case some watching here don't know, it's uh, a Porsche. The, uh, the 911 is a rear-engine car. The Cayman is a mid-engine car, so the engine's actually right behind the seats. So it's not up front, and it doesn't get cooled by air, which would allow it to be less emergency if coolant runs out but if you don't have coolant in a mid-engine car you do not drive that car so i was like okay all right tomorrow morning i'll go and i'll get some coolant and i'll 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 put in a gallon of coolant and i will go ahead and and take this down to a mechanic i was like all right no problem i went out got the coolant put it in and it gushed out immediately oh no and i was like okay I can't drive this, so the brand new to me car had to get towed for two hundred and fifty dollars to oh, a Porsche no. specialist who fixed the coolant leak for the low low price of eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, um, and then they said, "Hey, guess what? We went and we drove the car, and the check engine light came on." Uh-huh. And it turns out that the mass airflow sensor is not going so well. And also there's a leak in the gas cap. And also there's a piece of trim missing from the wheel well. And also you have a bad motor mount. So the engine is loose. 
Oh, every every single word that you say is making that twenty two thousand less and less of a of a good deal here. Yeah, and you see, people are always like, "Ah, yes, don't buy an old German car." Blah blah. Get off your high horse for a second here, folks, because um, Porsches are actually quite reliable. Uh, this one happened to not be by an extreme amount of bad luck because the dealer said that they had been driving it for months. I don't know if, you know, I'm not going to just take their word for it, but I did also have it inspected by a reputable Porsche specialist who didn't notice those things. Um, it, it's, it beggars belief that something like that just <laughs> randomly happened, but... Um, yeah, so the end of the day, the mechanic that was working on it, uh, I actually have a lot of respect for because the other issues that sprung up, they said our estimate to fix those parts, labor, and time is going to be about $2,600. And I was like, uh. And so he basically said, I would recommend that you do not do that. Do not pay for these repairs. Send the car back. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was, I was, you know, I respect that as as a as a customer to have the person who you're paying money to say look you could pay me this money but i don't want you to do that because i don't want you to be ripped off true and yeah. so it goes back and and basically what it ended up being is like you could buy a twenty two thousand dollar porsche and spend about eight grand fixing it you know i'm sure a couple other things would have happened he said this particular car had been not treated well, it seemed like. So you could buy a $22,000 car and spend $8,000 fixing it, or you could buy a $30,000 car that's just nicer and also works. And so that's what I'm currently in the process of doing. It's more than I wanted to spend. Um, So let's hope that the Mac Pro isn't too expensive, folks, because... Ah, but you know, I've been saving up for years. I, I think once I find the right car, it will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I wouldn't get your hopes up about the Mac Pro not being too expensive, but yeah, I do think that if you're able to find another uh, similar car that hopefully works, that's just crazy to me. Like. Did the was the inspector just like when you got it inspected before you got the car? Were they just like asleep the whole time? Like what? How did they not notice all these issues? That's crazy. I do not know. They gave me some whole thing about how like it's impossible to be comprehensive in a three-hour inspection. I'm like, well, the car is comprehensively mechanically totaled, so I don't know how you missed that. Um, yeah. I mean, in the end of the day, it's no harm done. I'm getting my money back. I mean, I guess it's some harm done because. I, you know, I paid to have it towed and, you know, I think I paid a couple days of insurance on it. So it's whatever, you know, and then, of course, you're going you're to have people. I don't know if this is sarcastic or not. Just buy a Honda Civic. Um, if only <laughs> if only people understood. I mean, I don't know if that was facetious or not, but there are definitely people in here that are just like, why would you buy that? Just buy a Hyundai. It's like they fulfill different purposes right if i wanted to just drive every day day in day out i would not buy 
a 14-year-old Porsche. But that's also... I mean, you could say the same thing about the the ridiculous Macs that I buy for this channel, right? Like, the 2013 Mac Pro that I hot-rotted? No, don't buy one of those. Just buy yourself an M1 Mac Mini. But that's not what it's that's not what it's about for everyone. Yeah, that's a good point. This this car uh I mean, you know, you have a car that you drive. This car was, you know, a different car to do something different to, you know, be able to do some work on it maybe and like, you know, customize it and all that. And this is this was this was not just meant to be, you know, your Honda Civic you know, drive it every day kind of yeah. car. This was supposed to be a fun car, and that's a you know, it's a different a different issue there. And also, Noah, I submit to you that uh, it, it, so it's looking like I'm going to spend somewhere around thirty two or thirty three thousand to get myself a really nice, tidy, uh, newer model with more powerful engine, well well maintained, lower mileage car. So about thirty two, thirty three thousand dollars. And I submit to you, Noah, that it will actually, in the long run, be cheaper than buying the Hyundai that people suggested. Because, realistically, depreciation is very different when you're buying a new Hyundai Sonata versus an old Porsche. Obviously, they've, you know, fulfilled different purposes, but a 30K nice tidy Porsche does not have a lot of room to depreciate. If you think about, you know, 30k for a nice one, 20k for one that is pretty well worn, that means that you can realistically expect if you absolutely use the crap out of that car and realistically also abuse that car, what are you losing? Less than $10,000 in depreciation over three or four years using the car. If you own a Hyundai Sonata for three or four years, you pay 33 grand for it, and it's probably worth about 12 or 15 by the end of that. So in some ways, if you find the right used sports car, they don't have to be all that expensive. So just putting that out there. That's a good point, and it reminds me a little bit you can speak to this more, but a little bit of like the Mac market where if you're buying, you know, even older, if you buy, you know, a brand new Mac and in a couple of years from now you go to sell it versus buying an older Mac, you know, 2015 Mac or a unibody Mac and then going to sell that once they've lost a lot of their value or they, they keep their value very well, but they definitely mm-hmm. lose, you know, a good amount of it. But once that happens, uh, it seems to me at least like it's a slower decline uh, you know, in the in the long tail. So I don't know if there's any parallel to be drawn there. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at uh, buying used Macs, one of the benefits for doing that is that you've already got the depreciation out of the way because all things that depreciate are going to experience more depreciation in their first half of ownership than in their second half of ownership. Uh, and, and once you get to a point where you're spending less than $300 on a Mac, you can basically consider depreciation a non-issue. Because as long as you're taking care of it, 
it's not going to matter. And you can also kind of think about, you can kind of think about, it's kind of weird how many allegories there are, you know, comparing buying a car to buying a MacBook. But if you think of the miles on the car, like battery cycles, that's a pretty decent comparison. So if you're shopping for a 2015 Retina MacBook and you find one for $400, but it has, you know, the screen is peeling off, the the battery is, you know, the condition is a little bit, it's maybe at like 75% of its original capacity, the keys are really worn, but it's a 2015, do you buy that or do you spend $475, $500 and you get one with no delamination, with less cycles, less degradation on the battery? Those are the types of things that I like to to remind people when, when I make videos is that sometimes it's not worth saving money. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, it's not worth upgrading to something is, is a way that people say, like, it's not worth spending the extra money. Sometimes it's not worth saving the money. Like, it ends up being worse and less enjoyable to save money versus spending it and doing it properly. Yeah, that comes up in a lot of places, like... uh Especially like clothing, for example, you know, you could buy something super cheap and it's going to, you know, rip and tear and, and tatter and whatever. But if you spend the money up front and you get something nice that's going to last for years and years, then it ends up being worth it. So if you're able to afford, and you know, that's the thing, if you're able to afford the more expensive one, uh, you know, you're sort of putting in an investment up front, but then it's going to last for a lot longer. So yeah, definitely uh, in all kinds of places you see uh, something like that. Exactly. Um, and I think it's interesting, actually, that um, there are a lot more people willing to spend on buying new computers than on buying new cars. I think that's probably due, just due to the fact that cars are more expensive. But a lot of the same reasons apply to buying a used Mac. It's just that I think there's a stigma against buying used electronics that isn't there for buying used cars. Because a lot of people look at buying a used car as the smart way to save money. But a lot of people associate buying used computers with getting scammed on eBay. That's a good point. I definitely think, yeah, I mean, because used technology is often there is, you know, a lot of the scam stuff. And then there's the idea of like, oh, it's not the latest and greatest. You're not going to have the best speed, you know, the fastest speed and all of the latest features. And in cars, it doesn't matter as much. I mean, you know, you could talk about the technology in the car and there's aftermarket solutions, but like for the car itself, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely some differences there. I, it's, it is also quite funny actually here watching, watching people talk about, you know, oh, Porsches are unreliable or, oh, the, you know, it doesn't matter what you buy, it's going to depreciate. Um, this is the weird thing about the sports car market, which obviously I'm new to because I've never been in a position to buy one. And even now I'm in a position to get, you know, the the lowest tier of the ladder, right? It's the, the if you're buying a Porsche, 
there are probably more Porsches six figures and up than there are down down where I am. But the idea that all cars depreciate is not true. And that might actually be slightly different than uh, in tech, although not in all cases. You can kind of think of certain cars like when people buy an iPhone 3GS or something and they keep it in the box. That That is now a collectible. Now, obviously, you don't keep a car in the box, but they can become collectible. Uh, a good example that I would give for this is, uh, so the Cayman that I'm looking at is from the, the 2006 to 2012 generation. And right at the very end of that run, they did uh, like a track version called the Cayman R. And it wasn't very successful because they didn't market it super well. It was like, you know, they made it lighter, they made it a little faster, and they gave it like some cool cosmetic options. And it was well-reviewed, but not a ton of people bought it, and they depreciated down, you know, 2018, 2019, Cayman R's were about $40,000 for a decently nice one. But right now, because they're now considered collector collector's items, you cannot get one for less than like 70 grand. Some of them are almost $100,000, wow. which is more than they were when they were new. <laughs> so the idea that everything depreciates is not necessarily the case because cars and electronics, if it's nice, rare, and taken care of, those are sort of the three things that you have to keep all all in a row and they don't necessarily depreciate. So if you look at an iPhone 2G, that's a great example. If you have an iPhone 2G, even just, you know, it, it works but it's used, it's it's pretty messed up. Those those are worth a lot of money actually. 1 2 300, which is way more than even like an iPhone 7 right? So it's not about functionality in that case. It's not about getting you from point A to point B. It's about the the collectability of it. I happen to have a pretty, pretty beaten up one here. So this is, this is not, this is a pretty average example of an iPhone 2G. But if you have one that is in its original box, on iOS 1.0, sorry, iPhone OS 1.0, and is like super original and in really good shape, people will legitimately pay you $1,000 for a worthless phone. It, you cannot do anything on an iPhone 2G. That's true. I don't think you could even use it as a phone anymore because the the edge i don't know if the edge network still exists or if it's in the process of getting shut down but like not that you'd even want to but like yeah it's a collector's item at this point but definitely true there's collector's items in in uh, technology and in cars and in lots of uh, lots of other places oh my goodness we already have it's every single time we talk about cars there are people in here that talk about toyotas and they're and they're like obsessed with Toyotas and like folks I get it every everyone gets it every car person understands that 
their hobby is not a rational one. That's not what it's about. Like, no rational person is buying a $600 15-year-old original iPhone. The rational way to spend $600 is on, like, uh, go to the Apple refurbished store and get an iPhone 11 Pro for $600. That That's your Toyota Camry of, of used iPhone. But it's not necessarily... That's not what it's about for everyone. <laughs> As this commenter says, just buy a Toyota Corolla, internet clowns. Like, I'm sorry, but with with the Caymans that I'm looking at, if you can find me a Toyota Corolla that does 0 to 60 in 4.5 seconds, show me. Send me that link because that would be a very, very intriguing looking Toyota Corolla. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's a lot like when we have the Mac discussions and then the PCMR people come and they're like, oh, yes. Macs can't do every single thing. You have to use a PC. It's kind of a similar thing. It's like, yes, there are different different things have different uses and different people want different things for different reasons. And you don't always want the, the <laughs> most basic, uh, you know, all around best things. Sometimes you want to optimize for speed in your case or for... Uh, for you know, for being cool or something else, and there's 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 other reasons that you don't always have to buy the most basic all around. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but in some cases, that's not what mm-hmm. that's not what you're going for. It's pretty funny actually to read the the comments about that. It's like, and people are already getting triggered about the idea <laughs> of of PCMR people going in. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, it's. It's really funny. I mean, there's a lot of overlap. It's it, You wouldn't expect there to be. You know, we start out talking about my predicament buying a Porsche Cayman, and you end up with these allegories to, like, the original iPhone and, like, PCMR people. But there is a lot of overlap. It's just, it's just very funny to see how you see a lot of the same mindsets, a lot of the same comparisons, and, frankly, a lot of the same uh, decision factors that go into these things. I mean, in many ways, um, Apple is not unlike Porsche, a prestige luxury brand that, let's be honest, isn't just doing the bare minimum. Um, And so I would be surprised. I mean, there are people here that are going to talk the benefits of, you know, buying their Toyota Corolla or buying, buying a Prius, buying a Camry Hybrid, whatever it is that you're doing. But if you just recently bought an M1 Pro MacBook Pro, then you might honestly have more in common with me than you think. Because a 14-inch M1 Pro, you could argue, isn't a strictly bare-bones, the only, only what's necessary purchase. Apple doesn't do bare minimum except for the iphone se but that kind of sucks anyway (laughs) that is that is very true you know what else is very true noah what's that that our 50th episode is coming to an end wow Uh uh-huh it's how how about that, that that was uh that was about as good of a transition as you could expect I think honestly we've gotten really good at doing that. 
and other podcasts have never been able to wrap up as as well as we are able to yeah it's always it's always very abrupt but in our case it just flows it's like the 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 pod like the episode ends and you don't even realize that it's ended until you're sitting there in silence it's just so smooth it's so smooth i'm your host luke miani and i've been your host noah rubin have a great night